You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. It's Monday, so it's time for Shapiro World with David Shapiro, who's the Deputy Chairman of Sassman Securities based in Johannesburg. David, I had this feeling this morning when I woke up, I thought, I don't know, I had a couple of bad dreams. I woke up at half past three, I looked at the market and it seemed okay, and I thought, well, everything's fine. But that feeling of dread persisted, and now I'm just looking at the market and hearing the fundamental news about Germany and South Korea and the second wave and all that sort of thing. And I'm actually genuinely concerned about what's going on. You're, you're an optimist by nature, but uh, I'm, I'm sorry I'm not at the moment. I, I don't think it's easy to be optimistic. Um, it's very difficult because we don't know. We don't know whether we're going to get, in a very serious way, those second and third waves. Um, they could come back. We've never had a situation like this. And you know, you know what? One of the one of the worries is that everything is so fragmented. There's no there's no one person or there's no one nation who's trying to organise that everybody sits around a table and there's almost a universal um, approach to how we're going to lock down. Oh, sorry, how we're going to unlock economies, how we can cooperate, and I think that's what makes all of us feel so insecure is that you just feel you're kind of on your own and everybody's bumbling through. So we don't know. You know, I don't think anybody knows how this is going to unfold. I think the one thing about the markets, and I, I try fathom it out all the time. Yes. Um, I, I, I really try to think it through and I'm saying, why is the market as strong as it is? You know, what is it? Uh, is it that nobody wants to sell? Is it for people like people like me who are um, in the market and don't want to get out, you know, and say, okay, listen, I've been through this before many times. I know that we we get over these things and eventually the market improves. You know that kind of attitude. Um, and there are some decent businesses going uh, that that are doing fairly well. So, you know, it's still. If, if you understand what I'm saying, I'm saying we're trying, we're struggling to understand what's really happening. And I don't think there's anybody who can give us any kind of guidance uh, on these things. So if you've got those feelings of insecurity and you are sweaty, I, I don't think you're alone. I think we're all feeling elements of this every day. You know, even when markets go up, you say, okay, so when's the other shoe going to fall? In other words, <laughs> you know, when is the crack going to come or when is this or is it going to come? Because I don't think we feel uh, that everything is under control and there is an easy path out of where we are. So, do you know what I've just, you, you know mm. just realised? In the last mm. couple of days, it's been the VE celebrations. In other words, victory yep. in Europe. Uh, mm. VE Day celebrations, and I was looking at all the black and white footage of you know, the crowds, the the throngs of people outside Buckingham Palace, and mm. King George, and you know, what I was known as uh, yeah, uh, Queen Elizabeth, uh, the, the Queen Mother, coming out on the balcony, etc. And it was very, very interesting because the analogy that has just popped into my mind was that okay, we get um, some kind of uh, maybe there's some kind of cure for COVID-19, yeah. but it'll only be in a year or 18 months' time. Uh, but everybody suddenly says, hurrah, thank you very much, and we all, all celebrate. But the real thing is that um, the in the 1950s, or the, the, mm. the years after the first world, Second World War, excuse me, 
things were as bad as they were during the 1939 yeah. to 1945 period. Yeah. In other words, you know, rations of food and privations, mm. etc. Mm. And it's almost as though that is going to happen, David, with the markets. In other words, yes, we may find a, a cure, uh, but it's only going to be approved in a year and a half or two years' mm. time. So we've got some some really crappy times coming up. Do you see, do you see the it, analogy I'm trying to make you know, rather inarticulately? I, I know what, yeah. I tell you where where that might come. Yes, go on. Is that uh, um, there are 20 million unemployed people in America. Okay. And, and the worry is that this could be permanent. If you talk to those 20 million people, um, 80 or 90% say it's only temporary, we'll get our jobs back. There's mm. no guarantee unless government does it properly. And we're all relying on government because, Lindsay, what's peculiar about this is this is – this is not a bear market or a recession in the normal course where things get out of hand and there's, uh, there's imbalances in the market as we saw in 08, 09 in the property world where, you know, um, properties were going up. You could get 120% bond, um, on your, you know, 120% bond on your uh, property and so on. And we knew there were imbalances and they had to correct which they did. In this case, this has been almost self-imposed or self-imposed on us. And we're saying now, and I'm looking and I'm saying, listen, governments, don't screw this up. You put us in this position. You better make sure you know what you're doing. And if you don't know what you're doing, then all hell is going to break loose. Then it is going to be difficult because those 20 million, uh, 18 million will remain, or I don't know, 15 million or 20, however many million will never get their jobs back. Mm. And, and I think that's, that's the concern. So, we're in the middle somewhere. I'm saying, hold on, you know, and when I see Trump and I see the Democrats oh, and I God. see the Republicans, you know what I mean? No one, they can't come to an agreement. The Democrats want lockdown to continue and they want further packages. The, the Republicans are saying, no, you know, uh, let's unlock and then we'll see what we need to do to stimulate the economy. So there's so many differences of opinion. I'm saying you can't mess around. You've got to have a very clear view of what you're doing. You know, don't leave us confused. Don't leave us um, uncertain. Uh, you know what I mean? You've got to bring the confidence. And I want to come back to you, and I'm talking a lot now, but you, you use the I image. Like I'm, reading a, <laughs> I'm reading an image now on, I mean, a book on Churchill, which is called The Vile and the Splendid, or The Splendid and the Vile, which was put together by diarists during the Blitz. Right. And uh, it, it almost goes day by day. Uh, people who were close to Churchill, there was his daughter, there was his secretary, um, you know, people around that era who actually um, wrote diaries or kept notes, and the author put it all together. And, and what comes across is, boy, if you think things are uncertain now, you have no idea what was happening then. Every night, you know, being bombed without any kind of, um, ability to fight back, you know, at night. Uh, during the day, the bombers never came because of the RAF. But what came across, though, was Churchill was a wonderful leader. You know, he was going through his own issues as well, and he was really battling. But he never let on to the public, and he always came out, no matter how bad things were, with a positive message, with a message of hope and so on. And, and, and what comes across to me is how important that kind of leadership is and was and, and, and is. We don't have it. 
You know, tell Donald, me Donald Trump, the, the, the thing about, I mean, any politician is obviously vain because he wants, he or she wants to be, uh, you know, the center of attention. But there are certain people that want the center of attention for good reasons, not bad reasons. When it comes to Donald Trump and a few other politicians, like Putin, for example, it is because they are so vain and they are so insecure in their normal lives. Uh, Churchill was, was a faulty man. He, he made some huge, oh. <laughs> huge blunders throughout <laughs> yeah. his life. I mean, just watch the film The Darkest Hour, which I actually watched <clears throat> two nights ago because there was this whole VE Day thing going on on the BBC, huh. and I watched it. He was, he was far from perfect, but goodness yeah. me, he really was genuine about bringing the, the world to rights, don't you think? Mm. He was, he oh, was yeah. a good fellow. Uh, no, absolutely. And I know it's relevant. That's what I'm saying. America's always taken the leadership. You know, it's always taken the leadership during difficult times. It would come and get the whole world together. And the last thing that I want to see or that you want to see just for the sake of re-election, that he creates a rift between China and himself and America and China. And, and you know, you create another Cold War in which uh, developing nations like us have to decide who we're going to back. Are we going to back the West or are we going to back the Chinese? I know where it's, the vote's going to go, but you don't, you don't want to split the world. You don't want to go into a, you know, you don't want to go into a period of, of isolationism or alternatively localism, they're calling it now, yeah. uh, where you don't have globalization. I, yes, I know that we're going to shorten the supply chains and we can't rely on China anymore, et cetera, but you don't want a world at war. You don't want two sides. And, 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 and that's what concerns me as well out of this whole thing. Uh, you know, America is not, I don't think Trump is looking at this as how can we save the world? He's looking at it as how can I get reelected? You know, exactly. with, I don't think you know that's that's that that just just absolutely floors me. I was looking at the Constitution of the of the United States actually, and in 1947 they uh, they brought in some sort of amendment. I mean that's why they called amendments. It was an amendment to an amendment. For example, I mean, heaven forbid it would happen, but if the president and the vice president both die from COVID-19 uh, around about the same time, do you know who uh, assumes the, the presidency of the United States of America? Is it the Chief Justice? No, it's the Speaker of the House of Representatives, and her <laughs> name is... Nancy, Nancy Pelosi. Pelosi. <laughs> isn't that, isn't that I peculiar? I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know that. Nor no. did I until this afternoon. I looked it up. Yeah. I mean, it's only a temporary thing, but um, it's obviously not going to happen, and heaven forbid it would happen. I'd hate to see uh, Trump or, or Pence uh, die, certainly not simultaneously. Uh, that would be no. terrible. But um, I had a bad week on deaths. Did just, you? you know, Jerry, yeah, Jerry Stiller, Jerry Stiller died, died today. I mean, mm. come on now. No, he was uh, George Costanza's dad. He what was Frank Costanza, yeah, of course. Yeah, and the great yeah, line yeah. was, "You want a piece of me?" That was the first thing when he <laughs> went when he was having a fight with uh, with with Elaine. And the other one was uh, when the, he obviously he was Jewish. And he, oh, yeah. he was, he's feeling a little bit left out because uh, all the Christians were having Christmas. And so he came up with a new festival and he said, it came to me, I, I decided to have a, fest, a festivus for the rest of us. And he came I'm up a with a Jewish, <laughs> a Jewish festival called Festivus. He was very good, yeah. David, and I'm, I'm very sad about that, actually. I'm a big fan. That Seinfeld was the fan. old man. And, and uh, little Richard died. Little Richard you didn't died. Know yeah. Little Richard. Of course, did I did. You know? what? 
Dapper Lubam. Well, it's probably a generation. I'm one step about 10, 15 years older than you, whatever it is. Yeah, right. So when, when I was, when I was at junior school, you know, and, and, and he was quite revolutionary in the set. Not re- he was risque, you know, this was real rock. And, uh, you know, Elvis was one thing, Billy, uh, um, rock around the cock, um, clock, uh, not cock. <laughs> and, and, you know, there were those various rockers, but he was raucous and, uh, you know, he used to dress up in makeup and had this bouffant hairstyle. He was great, you know, tutti frutti, long tall Sally. So he was before the Beatles, long before the Beatles. In fact, the Beatles, um, they did a, uh, I think long tall Sally, but then there was, uh, um, and then, and then Millie, you wouldn't have known Millie. Millie did My Boy Lollipop. She also died. She was a Jamaican young girl, Jamaica. She wrote, she had this. You make my heart go giddy. What do you mean? Yeah. You make yeah. my heart go giddy. Yeah, of course I know. That's right. Yeah. Hmm. So all of them this week. So, uh, yeah, bad, mm. bad week for that, you know, for nostalgia. Terrible, yeah. Uh, Sorry on, to on, break on, into that. No, that's right. Well, on this day, my brother died two years ago as well, so it's been a bad week for us. Why don't we have a look at, why don't we have a look at the markets? I mean, let's bore people to death now with the markets. Um, I've got the S&P down 0.8% at the moment, um, which isn't uh, isn't great, and that's why I'm feeling slightly uh, worried. But we had some good results out um, this morning. Or rather, when I say good, I mean we had some results out this morning from JSC Securities Exchange listed companies. Uh, one was Life Health care. I don't know if you saw that and I don't know if you like it. And what did it say? Well, you know, they're okay. I think it's a relatively good job. You know, you know what's troubling these things, and this is why we don't it's very difficult to forecast and very difficult to look ahead because a lot of the hospital groups have put on hold elective surgery. In other words, they can't fill their theatres. And it's like a hotel not filling rooms. Because that's where they make the money and that's where they make the margin. They're doing well on other businesses. You know, they've got the diagnostics in the UK and they've got, and I think in, in, uh, uh, Arab, you know, the UAE. Yeah. And the, but, but, but the, the, the elective side of it is, uh, and sorry, they've got the, Psych, uh, psychology wards. Speak up. I'm also getting a bit, yeah, I'm also getting a bit, um, but, the one side is that that's that's under pressure, and this and it applies not only here but but almost globally, is uh, elective surgery. And you know, do you make that up later on? Um, you know, when you when you start filling your rooms, I don't think you ever make that backlog. So that's one thing that's kind of just hanging over them. But otherwise, a pretty pretty reasonable result. You know, a decent result. I mean, operationally, yes. Vodacom, uh, up 2.4%, yeah. I think it is. Um, not, oh, as, as we pre-record this, of course. Uh, but people are starting to say, well, people are sitting at home and they're using Vodacom and they're using yeah. more data. Their data services numbers, I didn't think were particularly good. But anyway, yeah. Vodacom uh, up on the day. It's a utility now, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I think they paid a, a, a paying a decent dividend, but... Yes. Uh, I don't, and, and international side was okay, but uh, if you go through them in a little bit of, gra- you know, greater detail, um, the areas that used to benefit from them, you know, that they used to benefit from are not really coming in, uh, which is the voice side. And, they, you know, data comes at a price. You know that they've had to reduce all their levels and um, their margins are coming under quite a bit of pressure there. So uh, voice, voice is declining, data up, but, I mean, n- it was other services, which I don't know what that means, that actually got them through and pushed them into positive territory. 
Um, so also their, their um, results are distorted because last year they were understated by, you know, writing off a BE deal. So effectively, the, you know, the result wasn't as, as good as it looks on paper in you know, a 9% up. So it was slightly lower than that. But um, I think if you go through it, it's, it's, it's not for growth anymore. You know, that's the best. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's not a, it's not a growth company anymore. It is a utility. If you like the dividend yield, it's probably pretty secure. Another set Can't of results. Can't say anything more. No. Mm. Well, well done, yeah. But you, I can sense that if I say, are you buying it, you're going to say, no, I won't touch it no. with a barge ball. No, I won't touch it with a barge ball. Okay. No, I've got, <laughs> you funny enough, I've got it in some portfolios where we are looking for dividends, but, but very small exposure. Okay, you wouldn't touch uh, Anglo Gold Ashanti Limited uh, with a barge ball. But it's trebled its uh, first quarter cash flow from operating activities. And uh, before you go on about gold shares, let me have my say. Srinivas and Venkatakrishnan used to be the CFO. And then he became the CEO. And I was part of that process. For some extraordinary reason, he confided in me and I said, you must go for it. And what he did was he focused on free cash flow so yeah. he almost changed the gold mining mm. uh, in, industry yeah. because other companies are doing exactly the same and now he's gone to Vedanta and he's the CEO there and that's because of what he did at Anglo Gold so it's almost as though mm. gold miners in South Africa and other miners as well have matured in the last few years they have. and they've, they, they've, they've focused they on other things rather than you know, just buying assets because the assets were there and their share price was high. Do you see what I mean? Because mm. mm. they were run by accountants. Exactly. And, uh, and I think if you look at most of the mines today, I know DRD was run by accountant and probably no more because Froneman's taken over. Mm. Goldfields is run by uh, an accountant. So all got CAs and uh, very – Yes. Very hectic on cash flow and and uh, you know keeping proper sets of results and not just going to spend for the sake of it. Thank you, Lindsay. I must tell you one thing. You're not much of a chartist, or but you know more about charts than I do. <laughs> <laughs> but I looked at the angler. <laughs> I, I looked at the angler goal. Can you access charts there as well? Have you got them there? Yeah, well, let's say, well, we'll go, yeah, well, go look yeah, at the Anglo Gold chart, you know. Uh, that's what I'm up. saying. I'm not, I'm not on. fighting I'm profit. I'm, I'm not fighting it. profit because I was quite staggered by What's how the code? much they ANG have. or AGL? ANG, yeah, ANG. All right, I'm looking at that now. How much they have, you know, I just looked at this chart and I said, look, um, I know they're up about 50, 60 percent in the, in the last three months. Where are we now? Sorry end of April in the four months. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that chart looks pretty dodgy to me. You know, that looks like a, a rocket that's just gone up and um, has got nowhere to go. So um, have you got it? No, that's all that worries if me. If I had it, I would tell you. I mean, come on. No. Yeah, I'm, I'm but, I mean, it's, but what are you saying? Are you, you, you're basing I'm, your I'm investment decision on charts. Yeah. Well, in, the, in this one, yeah. You know, having looked through in various booms, and uh, outperformances, and you know, this is just perpendicular gain, which I'm saying. Hold on a sec. This, when you look at charts historically like this, they can't last. There's got to be some kind of pullback. So my view is that while gold might hold itself, yes, you know what I mean. While gold itself might hold up here, I'm not sure the gold miners can keep this up. That's all I'm trying to get. You know, I, it just looks too uh, too toppy. 
uh, you know, for me, it's 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 been a wonderful run in that, but it's looking a little little over the top. Gold feels not so bad. It's coming up now. Uh, but is there any? You said you had, uh, for example, um, Vodacom in certain of your portfolios. Do you have any gold in any other portfolios? Simply nah. because <laughs> because people say, David, <laughs> hey David, I say you swear, uh, I need some gold in my portfolio. I mean, do you ever succumb nah, to these nah, people's whims? Nah. No, you don't. No, nah, no. Nah. I I run my own port. So so we manage people's money. So I don't. Um, I don't. I don't deal with with clients who uh, uh, you know who make their own selections and that. So, in that way, it enables us to keep control. So we're very focused and on how we you know how we balance portfolios or how we run portfolios. But yes. I haven't bought gold. You know, I haven't bought gold. So we don't. Lindsay, I generally look three, four, five years out. You know, so where are we going to be in three or four, five years? Which are the company that are sustainable? And that's why I get worried about commodities because i never know where these commodity prices are going to be tomorrow the next day and so on mm. if anything i would might you know i might go for bhp or one of the diversified miners simply because of um it, it's it's probably easier to project where they're going in the longer term to try and read gold and platinum and those kind of metals like oil very, very difficult. I'm looking at the uh, ANG uh, chart now, and there was a massive, massive base forming mm. procession that went on from August, um, mm. looking at August 2019, up until around about March of this year, actually mid-March yeah, of this right. year, that's it. and that's then it, it suddenly it. exploded and went uh, up. That's right. Now this thing is coming back down to. I'm sorry, yeah. this thing is coming back down to 350, uh, 360. And I don't know why, and yeah. I hope it doesn't do so. But it yeah, looks no. as though it has to come back a little bit here, at least. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, think, I don't know whether gold itself will do anything, whether it, will brought, uh, whether it will be brought down by gold. But in the meantime, I think it looks very, very toppy. And that's the only concern. And I think for traders... You know, I would probably start to ease out of the stock now, take your profits and, and just wait. You know, you, you don't have to do anything. But uh, listen, no, over the last year, I mean, if you've been a gold shareholder, you've done incredibly well. Yes. Absolutely. Stay 130, 140% up, which I can't, you know, one's got to smile at them. I've been in, I've been in technology. Um, you know, most of our focus has been outside and we've done okay. You know, it's been a, it's been a, a, a seen some very very good returns, especially in rand terms and that. But most of the money's offshore. But where we are locally, I have gone for trackers and have done pretty well. Hmm. Have done decently here, but I've I've avoided gold and platinum simply because of the volatility and and it's so difficult to read. The dollar rand is eighteen thirty eight. The British pound against mm. the rand is twenty two sixty nine. The euro rand is nineteen eighty nine, and the euro dollar is one hundred eight twenty. So the dollar slightly uh, stronger against the euro. Uh, Dow Jones at the moment, yeah, it's not looking so great at the moment. It's down about point eight percent. S and P down about half a percent, but the Nasdaq is unchanged. Gold price is we were talking about it. Uh, via Anglo Gold Ashanti is just below seventeen hundred, down down four dollars oh. an ounce. Uh, platinum is down five dollars an ounce, and Brent crude oil 
Yes, twenty-eight dollars twenty-seven, which is which is uh, uh, barely changed. Um, David, um, we've looked at the stock exchange news service announcements. We've looked at uh, a few of the prices that uh, are prevailing. Anything you're seeing since the last time we spoke, which was on Thursday afternoon? Not. I, I just think process and Raspberry is doing pretty well, and that's because of Tencent, and that's government in China uh, introducing more stimulus packages. So there's a slightly more positive nature there. There a couple of anecdotally things are happening in China. Mm. Disneyland was full. This Shanghai Disney was full. People coming back. Uh, yes, they're wearing masks. It wasn't their hands full. And it was, their... they, they were restricted to how many people they could, uh, well, they could have. So, yeah. so it wasn't full. It, so, was, it was less than half full. So you're exaggerating there, David. <laughs> but people are coming back. It yes. could have been full. <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> I could have been a success, I'm looking, but I'm not. I'm looking, I mean, at, I'm looking sort of at images of, I must tell you something, I'm listening, looking at images of Boris Johnson. And you know, normally Parliament, they sit there shoulder to shoulder. There's no room to even stretch your arms out, etc. At the moment, he's the only one there. The closest person is about two meters away. I don't know who's on the opposition benches at all, but I mean, uh, so they really are keeping their distance and have been told not to come. You know, well, I suppose there's lockdown, so they can't really come. But uh, uh, that's what Disneyland was like, you know, so <laughs> the same thing. <laughs> okay. um, uh, I, I, I think things, you know, anecdotally things are starting to pick up. But I, I, I must admit that we just play this literally hour by hour. And if the markets go up, I'm thrilled. If they go down, okay, <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll live with it. I really it's, hope they it's will. Such a di- it's so difficult at the moment. And I really it's hope, so difficult to forecast, yeah. I really hope the Anglo Gold Ashanti uh, potential sell-off, which we've both identified on our, on our rudimentary graphs, yeah. I hope it's because of a stronger rand rather than the weaker gold price. Um, I, I really hope that that's yeah. the case. But I'm very worried about the market in general, David. We've got a sort of a informal bet going on. I don't want to win it, mm-hmm. but uh, I've, I honestly think that there is something happening now. And um, the, the second wave, as evidenced by what's happened in South Korea and what might be happening in Germany, could be upon us. And there might be a two or three months of unpleasantness. Do you agree or not? I, I, I don't know whether it's going to be that dramatic. But um, I, I, I think it's the best we can hope for is that it just bumbles along from here and creeps up slightly. That's me as the bull. Mm. But, um, I, you, know, you know, we position for anything. Do you understand what I'm saying? We position, one's got a position for both movements. Um, if you start to see signs that you don't like, you know, it's more the permanent sign rather than the short-term sign. That's the worry. You know, in other words, that uh, this promise that we'll get out of this fast with a V-shape or U-shape, I, I can live with a U-shape, and I can live with a U-shape that we have a few months of go sideways, and then then we go up. You know that that would be the best case in that. But we're watching carefully to make sure that that's still intact. So, you, you know, you're entitled, and I mean, I can understand why you can wake up with uh, in a cold sweat and worry. Mm. It's uh, <laughs> I don't think you're alone. I think there are 20 million other people in the U.S. who feel the same as you do. Yes, exactly. And uh, the good news is that the K-League in South Korea has uh, reopened. In other words, the football has opened. And also we've got the uh, German Bundesliga starting. And I think that uh, from what I saw that the La Liga president today said that um, uh, La Liga will reopen as well mid-June. Oh, gosh, I can't wait. And... and uh 
English Premier League? Is that first of June? Is that? Mm. Or is there no decision on it? No, nothing yet. Oh, nothing yet. Oi, what a year! How awful, eh? It's bleak. George Costanza. bleak. George Costanza, <laughs> Little Richard, no football. <laughs> well, it's George's old place. man, yeah. Yeah, I mean, sorry, yeah, Frank Costanza. But Ginger, remember him? He was a ginger, <laughs> <laughs> ginger hair. Yes, he did. David Chappelle. And he had that wife. <laughs> David, yeah, her name was uh, anyway. Estelle, yeah. Um, <laughs> we're rambling a lot. David, thank you very much for your time this evening. As always, that's David, uh, David Costanza, sorry, Shapiro, uh, from Sasson Securities, and that was uh, Shapiro World. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.